I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. This station. This is Live Mike. Mike. Check one, two. With Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'm so grateful to have you tuning in today. We've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about a number of important things from Super Tuesday to the gubernatorial race uh, to the uh, sad and sweet memorial service for the late Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Uh, I'm grateful to you for for sitting through all this. If you ever want to weigh in on any of the things we discuss here on the program, or if you'd like to see something added to the long rundown of topics we cover, the best way to reach out is via the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I also have a, a Facebook page. You know how that works? It's like a, like one of those fan pages. I'm a little uh, self-conscious about calling it a fan page, but that's what Facebook, that's what Mark Zuckerberg makes me call it. And I've got one. Lee Lonsberry. Uh, you, you might stumble into my own uh, personal page while you're looking for the, the fan page. I can't even. Anyway, there's one that has to do with the show and me as the host of the show. Go to that one. You're welcome to scroll through the personal stuff you want. But the, the show, that's where you're going to find. Uh, and I will share with you uh, all the information that goes into preparing uh, each day's show. So uh, check that out. Uh, and I'd be very grateful. Uh, this segment, I want to talk to a, a friend of mine. She's joining us on the line from Fort Belvoir out near Washington, D.C., and it's Jenny Taylor. Jenny, how are you? Hey, great. How are you, Lee? I'm um, well. Uh, can I tell you something uh, kind of personal? No one else is listening. Uh, my yeah, sister, right ahead, my little baby sister, uh, she just sent into our family text message feed uh, a picture of herself. Uh, she uh, has been expecting a baby. Her, her due date is right around this time. Contractions have begun, and she has checked herself into the hospital. She uh, is going to be a mom. I'm going to be an uncle again by the end of the day, maybe. Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations, and good luck to everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Jenny Taylor, everyone knows you. Jenny, uh, you have over the past year uh, done some incredible things. You first uh, took a step into the into the limelight, if you will, under uh, terribly tragic circumstances. You uh, lost your husband in Afghanistan in November of 2018 and since then have become a wonderful, outspoken ambassador for uh, not only your family, but uh, the military community at large. And in recognition of uh, your abilities and your the, the, the skills you bring uh, to this arena, you have, uh, just about a month ago, taken on a, a very new uh, and important responsibility. Uh, describe that to us, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so last month in the Pentagon, I was invested as the civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army. And it's a, it's a position, to be honest, I didn't know existed before uh, my husband died, before I was asked to consider filling this position. And it's, it's kind of a liaison position. It's a public affairs position. It's a volunteer position, first of all. It's, it's not paid, and it's part-time. I'm, most of the time, I am at home. But it's an opportunity for me to kind of be a connection between everything Army and the state of Utah 
and the Secretary of the Army in the Pentagon. So your Army National Guard, your Army Reserves, your recruiting, your soldiers, your soldiers for life who've left the service but, you know, remain part of the Army family. Army Matters, we've got Dugway, we've got Tooele. So there's just a, a huge world of the Army in Utah, this great core of patriots and servicemen and women. And I get to kind of be the connection between them and, and what's happening back east. You are spending today uh, back near our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., at Fort Belvoir, uh, taking in some, some training. You, alongside the other uh, civilian aides to the Secretary of the Air Force, what are you learning and who are you rubbing shoulders with out there? Yeah, you know, it's an incredible experience. I keep thinking, this this can't be real. I've started to call it my surreal, real life, because it's like watching a great movie. Uh, the Who's Who, I was just on a bus with... Uh, Staff Sergeant David Villavia, you know him, the Medal of Honor recipient. Um, we've got General Paul Funk. He's been with us. We've got representatives from each state and U.S. territory. Every state has at least one CASA. Some of the states with bigger cities or bigger Army bases will have more than one. But we've got some incredible people here. A lot of them have prior military service themselves, retired generals, retired colonels, even retired adjutant generals or tagged for their National Guard in their state. We've got a lot of CEOs and um, executives from really big and successful companies. We've got a lot of uh, fairly wealthy people and philanthropists who have just made it a point in their successful career to be supportive of the military. So it's really a mixed group, and each of us kind of has our own unique position, our own perspective, um, our unique experiences that that enable us to help tell the Army story and help create those connections between the Army and the civilians around them. You mentioned David Bellavia, recipient of the Medal of Honor. Uh, he he addressed the group. Could you could you share with us some of the things that that Medal of Honor recipient uh, shared with you? Yeah, I Lee, I recorded it, and I should just send it to you. We should post it. It was incredible. It was empowering. I laughed. The guy is a great, funny speaker, and I cried. I mean, he touched on so many things that, as a Gold Star wife, as a proud Army wife, as a mother of seven kids, you know, I. It's so refreshing to hear him talk about the honor and the importance of remembering that honor of our servicemen and and not to get stuck in the victim mentality, but to be proud of the service, to be proud of the medals, to, to not hide your military stories, but to share them. He spoke a lot to our group and how we can help with recruiting and help with the building of, of tomorrow's army. And he spoke specifically to the veterans in our group, which is quite a few people saying that, you know, it's on them to basically find their own replacement, to talk about their experience in the Army and how it shaped them, how it helped them, how it helped them maybe in their civilian career or their personal life, the strengths that they developed in their, you know, maybe in the rugged times of their training and how that's given them a greater sense of purpose or perspective as just an individual, perhaps as a spouse, as a parent, as a community member. It was incredibly, incredibly powerful, and I, like I said, I laughed and I cried to the whole thing and just left feeling completely re-energized in my patriotism, completely re-energized in the pride I feel uh, to be the wife of an American soldier, and really just re-energized in how I feel to be a proud American citizen and how good we've got it here, how much we owe to those who for generations have put on the uniform of the United States military and Gone, gone to bat for each of us every day. It's just been so incredibly humbling to be among these people, to be in and out of the Pentagon, walking around with three and four-star generals, uh, people like Staff Sergeant Bellavia, and realizing just how fortunate we are, just how good we've got it, 
just how high the price of freedom is and how grateful I am that there are so many people willing to pay it for me. You and I were texting back and forth as we were arranging a time to, to have this conversation. And it was just after the remarks shared to, to you and your group by Staff Sergeant Bellavia. Uh, you shared with me one of the phrases that he used in his remarks. And that was, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And if it's not inappropriate to, to share this text message that you shared with me, you said that your immediate mental response was, that which killed my husband is making me stronger. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, you know, Lee, it's been quite a ride, quite a ride for the last 15 months to, to see where we've been, where we've come, who we've met, uh, my kids and I, my family, my husband's family. Uh, I didn't predict any of this. I didn't ask for any of this. I didn't even know most of this existed, this world I now live in. But what an honor it's been to think that I'm married to a man who would be willing to lay down his life for me, for the freedom of my children, for the freedom of my community and my country. And that somehow now, in a way I can't explain, I get to take a turn and offer service. My children and I now get to get a little of an experience of, of what it was Brent dedicated so much of his heart and soul to and continue in our family tradition of serving our God, our family, and our country. And I, I do feel that I'm stronger. I feel that I'm a better American. I feel that I hope I'm a better mother. I'm, I'm even a better wife, which would sound ironic to someone who's now a widow. I feel it has blessed and strengthened my life in so many ways and, again, just reinvigorated in me a commitment to doing something, a value of meaning, of service to someone else. I often say we best honor those who have been willing to give their lives for us by making something of honor out of the lives they have given to us. And that's what I am determined to do. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the next steps are. I've stopped asking <laughs> because every time I wonder what it is, I get another tidal wave of, hey, here's a great opportunity that's sure. going to scare you to death, but <laughs> here you go. Well, I'll tell you what. Your boots and uh, do it. Mrs. Jenny Taylor, as you uh, wrap up your training and you come back here to Utah and commence your duties as now the civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army, I want you to consider uh, this program and me a partner in that effort. If there's ever anything uh, that I can do or we can do as a, as a talk show here, uh, you let me know and we'll be on your side. Thank you, Lee. We've got a great American Army story to tell and you're going to help me tell it to the great people of Utah. That's a deal. All right, you travel okay. safely. Enjoy the rest okay. of your training. Good luck. Good luck with the new baby coming to your sister. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, all right, talk to you later, Lee. All right, take care. Uh, that is, of course, Jenny Taylor, a good friend of mine. Uh, she and I first crossed paths when I was working for Rob Bishop out uh, in Washington, D.C. She was a guest of the congressman to attend the State of the Union address. And me, as a, a staffer, had to make some of the arrangements. I got to spend a lot of time with uh, Jenny Taylor and now uh, come to consider her a friend of mine. Next up, we're going to speak about another member of Utah's congressional delegation, Chris Stewart. Had a chance for an important position. Some comments he made years ago may have blown that chance. I'll share you, share with you those details next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.